You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. You know, we hear about story and our business, and we know that sharing our stories is a way for our audience to get to know us. You know, we are encouraged to share our stories on social and in our content, which, you know, when people do, I personally am, I totally appreciate it. And it works, you know, because I feel more invested in these social and business friends. So today on the podcast, we are talking about using your voice as a lead magnet, how you getting out and speaking is bringing warm leads into your business. We're also talking about one story in particular that needs to be shared when you do any type of talk or speaking engagement. I'm joined by Susan Young, an award-winning story and speaker coach. Through her online coaching and her course, Paid Speakers Academy, she teaches entrepreneurs how to confidently share their story on stage and online so that they can have more visibility, more clients, and more impact. You know, how are the stories we share drawing people in? And it was really interesting that in our pre-talk session prior to the interview, Susan shared this great story with me. And, you know, it kind of made me question my own story that I share often. And then as we kept talking, you know, these other facets of my core values came out in my story, you know, ones that I had never connected together before. And, you know, it made me say, I'm sticking with my story. This is good. And in our talk today, Susan addresses this mindset that can creep in. You know, she enumerates what you need to clear out of your own mind before you put yourself out there and speak. You know, there's just so much value in talking about these items and these stories and and these examples that we talk about uh, in today's episode, you know, so that we can each discover them for ourselves. Today, the long game is your voice as a lead magnet. You're listening to the long game podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day in and day out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. Today, I am joined by Susan Young, an award-winning story and speaker coach. And, you know, we talk a lot here about putting yourself out there. And we're really expanding on that idea today. Susan is a former on-air radio news anchor and publicist, having interviewed people from all different walks of life, including a president. And what I love about guests like this is that, you know, they bring this rich insider viewpoint. So let's dive into using your voice as a lead magnet with fellow Jersey girl, Susan Young. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here because, you know, all of this it is about putting yourself out there. And, you know, I've talked about having a signature talk and all of that in the past, but you've got to keep doing it, right? We have to keep reinforcing it. You know, I want to talk about 
when you want to get up and be a speaker? Like, how do you construct that? Like, you know, that is the concept of using your voice as a lead magnet. Like, I love that idea. It doesn't have to be a PDF anymore, right? Like we're out there on podcasts, we're out there on stages, all these different places. You even mentioned Clubhouse. Like that is an amazing space that we still need to put into our arsenal of speaking areas. So let's talk about that. Like what are really the components of a talk that are gonna help us to capture people? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really about having the depth of listening and being able to be conversational and not filled with, you know, I, I'm talking sound bites because of radio. So it's, you know, little pithy nuggets of, you know, look, what's the bottom line? Well, the bottom line is that we're going to, you know, bang, bang, bang. And it's just one sentence. That's the only budget you get. <laughs> one sentence after the bottom line is bang. And so you really right. want to. <laughs> like the clock is ticking. You yeah, have exactly. <laughs> so, you know, how, how fast or how, how clearly and concisely can you package that and say it? So when we talk about, you know, showing up, it's like you really have to be paying attention and have that deep listening in a conversation like this so that it unfolds naturally, but that you're not, you know, glued to the talking points or glued to the, well, you know, our mission statement said, blah, blah. Nobody wants to hear your jargon BS stuff. You know, this is Jersey coming out now. Sorry. You know, the adjectives and the rhetoric and the marketing crap. It's, it's like, talk to me like a person. What do you do? Who are you? Totally. And, you know, that's interesting because I actually know someone who does kind of talk in that jargon. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I get like a little self-doubt because I'm like, oh, I'm not as polished, right? Like, I don't have my talking points. Like, I can just flow. That's what I'm good at, right? Getting a conversation and flow. So it's really interesting to hear that because, you know, it's the grass is always greener on the other side type of piece where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like, I don't have those things listed out for myself. I guess I could work on them, but I just haven't. I would not recommend it. <laughs> I think you're, you're fine. You know, acting like a human being, you know, goes far these days. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, and I always say, like, just, be yourself. Like that's really the best thing you can do. So, you know, let's talk about this when you are crafting your story, like that concept of using this as your lead magnet, what are some of the points that you need to include so that, you know, we use a lead magnet to get people on our list and to get them interested, to have them start becoming followers. So what are some of the things we need to include so that we get that same result, except through a different type of experience? Mm -hmm. So what I do is, you know, I just encourage and coach people to show up and speak up in a way that feels natural, in a way that is, you're not winging it. Um, I do definitely do not recommend winging your introduction or talking about it, but you really have to, I always say I was born in Brooklyn and I know a lot of four letter words and the, the F word, right, these are the nice ones, not the vulgar ones, like <laughs> many people might be thinking, but you know, it's like help, team, best. And so the word flip, we need to flip our communication. And it's not about us and how we do things in the process of blah, 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 and where I went to school or how many, it doesn't matter. Talk about the results that you get for people and tell them who you work with. So I have this formula, this is who I work with. This is what I do. This is the results that they get. And it's really, even though it's one, two sentences at the most, it's really, um, really hard to, to put it together. And I've been writing for 35 years. So you have to revise it and craft it and kind of tweak it. 
but really focus on what your ideal client wants. What do they desire? What do they want when they're finished working with you? And that's where I talk about, you know, really doing the market research and not just asking some questions in a Facebook group, but really digging into what's the language that your favorite clients use when they talk about the results they got from working with you. And that's where it starts. And you have an interesting point, because I know when we talked earlier, you really encourage people to write two different introductions for themselves, like one as a bio and one as an introduction, right? So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And this is especially important if you want to be a paid speaker or do podcasts like this, because when you have a bio, which usually is your LinkedIn resume or, you know, something kind of formal, that, that's good for a promotional brochure or a website where you're, you know, one of the breakout sessions or a keynote speaker. And then when they introduce you, when you come on here and you introduce me, if you read that, it's like equivalent to a sleeping pill. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't read well because it's not conversational. So totally, totally. Yeah. And that's what I, that's why I always on. end up doing. I just want to interrupt. I'm sorry. Like a separate introduction for people because I don't want to come on and just read, you know, I want it to be engaging so that people want to listen to the rest of the podcast. Exactly. So it's conversational. It flows. It makes sense. It's not no really dry with bullet points or whatever. I went to school here. I did this. And then I did that. And then I did this. So it's, it just is easy. And also important when you're saying it, for instance, on a podcast or on, on stage when somebody introduces you, that people can't go back and re-listen to it. You know, I mean, most of the time, it's like radio in the old days where I was, you know, where I was uh, cut my teeth and everything 10 years was that you, there's no rewind. If they mm-hmm. miss it, they miss it. So you've got right, to right. say it slowly and every word is a word. And so you make it conversational. So the bio is very different than the introduction. Awesome. So I love that concept because, you know, we've all heard about the elevator pitch and you need your 30 second piece, but like to craft that into a written piece as well and have two versions. I think that's a really good tip. If I could add something, though, also about that is that when you're writing this, the elevator pitch is is like, you know, I can say one or two sentences, that formula where you're talking about the results. But when somebody says to you, tell me about yourself. That's completely different. You know, I have a formula for the first, you know, the elevator pitch of two sentences. And then there's the formula for the tell me about yourself. How'd you get here? Because that's really your about me page. And that's the story where people get to hear your personality. And it's about knowing what to include and what to leave out. You don't need, I was born in Brooklyn in 1962. And I would uh, move to New Jersey when I was four. And I went to this school. It doesn't matter. But we want, and I think we're going to get to this, those defining moments. Yes. I want to talk about that. Well, it's so funny because when you talk about the about page, I mean, I work as a web designer with people who, you know, I say, okay, write. You know, some people, they want to write their content. Okay, great. They give it to me. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like, and, and not in a mean spirited way, but like, no one is going to read this. No one cares. We need to be able to present information like you were talking about in these sound bites, in these snippets, even on a page so that people can scan and get the gist and then turn it back into about the viewer, right? It's not just your resume on your about page. Exactly. So yeah, I want to dive into this defining moment. I love that concept. And so I'm going to let you explain what that is and then you know we'll hop in a bit. Okay. So I'll give you the example. I mean, my story. So it's just, <laughs> it's just my story. So I can 
talk about it quite easily because it's, I own it. Yeah. Mine starts with when somebody says, tell me about yourself. I say, I didn't talk till I was four years old and my parents thought I was deaf. And they took me to the doctor in Brooklyn and doctor said, no, I, uh, she's not deaf. She just doesn't need to talk. When I was hungry, I would bang on the refrigerator. And so I didn't need words, but I was very curious and I watched everything. So I understood everything. I just didn't express it quite. And so what does a kid like this do? She goes to college and majors in mass communication, <laughs> gets a degree and starts working in, in radio as an on-air anchor and a news reporter. <laughs> so crazy. Right? For 10 years, right? My parents, you know, I was a lovely child. So, you know, I, I do that. And I interview everyone from homeless people to presidents. I win awards. And then I run Governor Whitman's office of radio and TV. And I always joke that I got to ask people questions. I got paid for that. And I never had to have any answers. This is old school journalism where like Walter Cronkite, you know, my opinion didn't matter. I just asking people, what do you think? And I write up the news. And so the price that I paid for that, though, was that I lost my own voice. I felt like my opinion didn't matter. And I didn't know how I felt about anything. So I had to do a lot of soul searching, some therapy and all that, and and really dig deep into what did I stand for? What was near and dear to my heart? Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I had no voice, even though that was my livelihood. It was crazy. That's the defining moment. I mean, there's more to this story, but that's where I'll- Of course, and we all have one, right. Yeah, so the defining moment is that, you know, my parents thought I was deaf, I go to the doctor, and then I, I go to college, you know, and major in communication. So, you know, people think usually their defining moment is, you know, getting married or the birth of a child or the death of a loved one or a graduation, those those big moments. But what I have found, Sandra, is that there are no ordinary moments, that there every moment is extraordinary. And so sometimes it's that drive up window with your kid at McDonald's and she says something from the backseat after the ballet recital or the soccer match or something. And it's like, wow. You know, that just really landed or like I was walking right, right. on the boardwalk uh, recently. My dad's 91. We were walking in Point Pleasant and I just felt his hand reach out and hold mine. You know, and it's just that's life. You know, it wasn't the graduation that I remembered so much, but it was daddy taking my hand on the boardwalk. I'm like, that's sweet. Totally. Yeah. And then like, you know, so it's important to identify that and you know, identify those defining moments. And, you know, we talk a lot about story. That's something here we've talked about, understanding your story, crafting your story. So how are you relating that defining moment into, because, you know, how does it fit in all the time? You know, number one, I want to definitely address, like, how do you determine your defining moment? I'll share mine in a little bit, or like, how do you choose it? But I know I was talking with you uh, previously and I started doubting my defining moment because you told me this one story. And then the more I talked about it, I said, oh no, that's, that is my defining moment. Right? <laughs> okay. So how do you choose that defining moment? And then how do you use it in your presentations? It, it's interesting because all the clients that I work with, I'd say like 95, 98% of them always think that they don't have a story or they pick the wrong defining moment, the wrong story. Mm. And so when I talk to them and that's where my curiosity, I think that's my suit. I know that's my superpower is that I just ask good questions. And so usually it's right under your nose. Problem is you can't see the damn thing. 
So when we talk and we have a conversation and I gently pull it out of people, like I, as I say, I'm an emotional archaeologist and I come in with an invisible shovel, just asking questions. That's a shovel. And so we start to get into a conversation, very casual, and it doesn't hurt at all to pull it out. And so we say, you know, how did this happen? How did that happen? Tell me about this experience. Tell me where you went to college. Tell me how you got interested in insurance or whatever you do. And invariably they'll say, wow, because I look for themes and I look for nuances and it's really hard to pull those out on your own from your own life, from your own experiences. And so it's important as we pull it together to say, okay, how does this experience tie in with my audience and my prospects today? How can I pull it together so it makes sense? So it's cohesive. It's a message that is about them. That's where right. it is. I have a lot. I mean, I, I'm a storyteller by trade, right? So I right. mean, everybody does, right? We all have our stories. stories of our lives and how that works, right? Yeah. For, you know, for 35 years, I've been telling other people's stories. Now I, I tell, you know, my own story too. But what happens is that we, we really don't know how to frame it. So I have some stories where it's like, wow, this is such a funny, funny story. My family's like, it's like jokesters, you know, it's like one hit. It should be a Mrs. Maisel or something from the TV. You know, it's just, it's funny. And there's a couple of stories I'm like, I wish this fit in, but I don't see where this would fit in. So I, you know, I tell a story about my kid playing ice hockey and, you know, the name of the company. I tell a story about talking and about how my aunt told a story about an exit and how she, her words were like dripping off her tongue. But this couple of stories that I have, I'm like, I wish it fit in because it's so funny, but it just doesn't. And you always want to, it's not about my aunt or my story or my, my kid playing hockey. It, it really is about the audience. You invite them into the story and you say, how about you? How does this affect you? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you don't have a voice? Do you feel invisible online? Do you feel like mm-hmm. you're not being heard with this chaotic social media message? So you invite them in and now it's, oh, the aha moment. Yeah. When we were talking previously, I shared my story. I know I've shared it here on the podcast before about how I was nine months pregnant and I went into work on a Friday, lost my job, went into labor on a Monday. So. And that's when I was saying, oh, you know, that really did put me on a different trajectory. So to me, that was a defining moment. And through when I was talking with you, like it dawned on me that it also is a defining moment. And this is why at first I was like, maybe that's not a good story, right? But it also laid into my values. And while we were discussing it, like one of my core values of, you know, being independent and standing up for yourself rose out of that story because, you know, we all think, oh, get the corporate job and, you know, everything is taken care of and you're fine. And I'm like, I got the rug ripped out from underneath my feet, right? I had saved all my vacation and I didn't get that. I didn't get paid for it. I, you know, no maternity leave, the whole nine yards, all those things. And that really became a pillar in my, I want to help other people, other women, you know, blaze their own path and have their own security for themselves. So it's really when you start to dissect the defining moment a bit more. Yeah. It's not just a story to say, hey, I'm putting a story in here and it's an icebreaker. No, it's really that story has a deeper meaning. you know. And that I felt was really interesting in talking to you. That came up for me. Yeah, we, we have to connect the dots for the audience. We have to make sure we bring them along because they're not there at the kitchen table or with the, you know, you get the pink slip when you're, you know, nine months pregnant and ready to go into labor. And, and so you have to really paint that picture and make sure that you're telling, like I say, the right order, you know, the right words in the right order at the right time mm-hmm. 
for the right people. And that's where the writing comes in. It's really, you know, it's not about going up there and just talking. It's like you you know exactly where to pause and how to to frame it and have the context and the background and all of that, the story arc. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that inflection and those pauses and when, like you said, that question of how about you type of thing, when to turn it back to them is really poignant in a speaking situation. You know, so let's talk about that too. Like, you know, there's a number of different opportunities for speaking, right? Like you've got your story now, everything's, you've woven your story into your talk. I do really love the defining moment piece. So let's make sure to highlight that for people in their talk. And then, you know, there are all these outlets. There's podcasts, there's speaking, there's paid speaking gigs. I mean, I was saying, I have been doing this for 12 years and I've never done a paid speaking gig, right? Oh, like, no, 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 no. We got to get you out there. <laughs> right. And you were shocked at that. And I said, I just never, I speak all the time. I've been doing two years of weekly podcasts, right? And I've just, never done that step. I haven't put myself, I haven't marketed myself in that way. So, you know, let's talk about that, like speaking gigs as like a a revenue stream that people miss and what do they need to even, what do they need to put in place to just start getting themselves out there? I think the first thing that you need to do is to believe that you have a story to share and believe that you're worthy. And so I always talk about, you know, the internal story. It's a story that we tell ourselves that I can't do this. I'm shy. I'm an empath. I'm sensitive, whatever, you know, and I'm reserved. Those are all stories that we tell ourselves. And if somebody would have told me I'd be doing this 20 years ago, I would have laughed in their face. I'm like, no, I'd rather sit home in a closet by myself. I'm, you know, radio. I I don't know, gestures and, you know, facial expression, you know, and all that body language. And now I read body language. So it's incredible that when we tell ourselves that story, so I call it inside out storytelling, we've got to get the imposter syndrome story silenced and put a new soundtrack together, subconscious reprogramming. Um, I'm trained in NLP, which really helps with all of this. And so once you feel confident enough to go out into the marketplace, because if you don't believe you, they won't either. Mm -hmm. So you have right, to have right. that confidence. And I'm not talking about, you know, being obnoxious or arrogant, but really having a, that level of humility and blended with confidence so that you can approach, you know, event organizers and planners and corporate HR departments and say, hey, you know, I saw that your conference is, you know, next February in Miami or Vegas or whatever. And, you know, they plan way in advance, you know, a long, long runway there. And you're able to put together a program or a topic knowing that your expertise fits in. Okay, this is my ideal audience. They have a captive audience too. Mm -hmm. They're my people and we all have the same people. So let me go out there and share my gifts and my expertise. And by the way, I'll, you know, I'll share this story, but you're also obviously going to give them, you know, the five strategies for this or the three ways to do this or how to grow flowers in your garden or balance your checkbook or change the oil in your car, whatever you're going to do. But you have to really be able to have that personality and that, you know, to pitch yourself. And that's where, you know, I think the media background really comes in strongly because you whether you pitch yourself to a reporter who can do an article on you in the local newspaper or on CNN or on TV or radio, or you're pitching yourself to, you know, for a call for proposals, call for speakers online. And, and you don't even have to go to a conference. You can go to a live conference, but obviously with COVID, there's a lot of webinars and a lot of virtual areas to play in too, where they'll pay you and you don't even have to leave your house. So it's beautiful. Totally. And you know, that 
all ties back into the thread of you as your own lead magnet. Like you are your lead magnet. So these rooms are filled with warm leads because you're not going to something that's not a good fit for you. You know, you're really able to choose those spaces. You know, and and we talked about this, even the clubhouse piece, like, you know, that is a room, there's an audience there. That's a room of people who go and check you out afterward. And so you are your own lead magnet. And I love that concept because we forget that speaking can be our outreach, right? We kind of, I'll tell you this, that, um, when Clubhouse started about you know a, a few years ago, and I, I came on to it about a year and a half ago, I made $18,000. I got new clients from Clubhouse to $18,000, you know? So it was unbelievable only because- Who would that, right? Right. Amazing. I mean, of course I'm going to do that. And all I had to do was show up and speak up. Plenty of people, if you're familiar or not with Clubhouse, you know, you're, you're in the audience and then you have the people that are lower on the stage that don't speak- but you go on there and you just ask a question or you share your expertise in a way that's friendly and valuable, just like you do with social. You know, you, somebody posts something in a, in a thread and in, in a group or whatever, and you share three ways to get, you know, publicity or get more visibility or how to introduce yourself. And you talk and look, 22 years ago when I started my business, I started with no tech, no budget and no team. And I built to multiple six figures by myself by simply speaking and showing up because I wrote on that whiteboard in the office, my job is to make the phone ring. Again, no social media. My job is to make the phone ring because you walk into a room of a captive audience of warm clients who wanted to hear. And I would go talk about publicity, how to reach out to media contacts, how to write a press release, how to get more visibility. And people came. So, you know, all we want to do, and again, it comes full circle to what I mentioned earlier. We want to make people curious. Make them curious. You don't tell them everything. You don't do that verbal vomit thing, right? Right. Totally. Oh no, you are so on point with that because I always tell my clients, you have the expertise, right? But you've got to organize your thoughts. And that's really where creating your own script comes in. So that once you know, because that, that stops the verbal vomit, right? Like I know I've now memorized or I know my talking points and the order I keep going from top to bottom. You know, I know the order in which I'm speaking them so that you can flow. You know, you're able to then link thoughts from one to another and you don't have to do it on the fly. You know, when people say, I'm scared to do that, my clients, I, I encourage them to get out there to go. You know, one of my big tenants is getting in front of other people's audiences, right? That is how you market yourself. That's what and, this is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's it's doing talks, all of those things. But you have to know your stuff, right? You have to come organize. The more that you know it, that takes the nerves away as well. Because all you have to do is get up there and start talking and lead from one point to the other because you know that stuff and you know it works and you know it's right and you know it's the right advice to be sharing. Yeah. And when, when you have the, like I say, the right words in the right order and you bring the audience along so that it, it's like you said, it's natural, it flows, it makes sense because, you know, clarity is a beautiful thing. And when you bring the audience along, it's like, oh, I get it. And then you they just like, I want more. You know, people will tell me you were mesmerizing or I I was hanging on every word, like it was dripping off your tongue, like the gospel. And they were hanging on the edge of their seats. And I'm thinking me, because you really have to, you know, in the end, it comes down to that inside story 
of trusting yourself. Do you absolutely trust yourself? Because there's two basic laws of marketing. One is that people have to know you exist. And two is that they have to believe you. But the third one that I focus on too is that you have to believe you. That it's the believability factor. Because if you don't believe you, as I mentioned, nobody else will either. So you get your head straight first and then you go into the marketplace and say, hey, this is how, you know, what I do. This is how I can help you. This is the results that my clients get want to talk. And then it's not a sales pitch. It's just an right, easy right. conversation. Totally. And just going out there, then you've got the confidence to go out there as well. That's yeah. part of it. You know, that, that's the big piece to put everything together. Well, there is so much in here that we've already <laughs> gotten. I love that defining moment piece. I want everybody to really go after listening to this episode and Think about what is your defining moment story and how can you weave that into whatever it is that you're bringing out to everyone. That is a true gem. In the show notes, you're going to know how to get to sueyoungmedia.com and see Susan's website and everything that she's got going on. You've got a course that you do as well? Yep. We have we do one-on-one coaching and there's also courses throughout the year um, that are you know for the Paid Speakers Academy is out there a couple of times a year, we do story magnets. So it's really about having that confidence to speak up and know what your message is so that people can buy from you. You attract your ideal client, you get visibility, impact, and more business. Oh my gosh, Paid Speakers Academy. I love just that name says it all because we all want to take that next leap or some of us want to take that next leap. And it's like, that's the scary part. So to have someone walk you through what you need and to get yourself ready. That's awesome. So we're going to have links to everything inside the show notes. Everyone go check it out. I know um, Susan also does a lot of social media stuff. I mean, I saw a post today that was just like, get out there, get your shit done. No bullshit. Like she will tell it to you straight. So, you know, we'll have links to everything where you can follow her and uh, check things out. All right, guys, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming, Susan. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.